obstruction of justice? He said, I hope, when he asked you to drop the Flynn investigation, said Senator James E. Risch, Republican Idaho, a Trump ally. You don't know of anyone that's ever been charged for hoping something? Comey said he didn't. Senator John Cornyn, Republican Texas, made the point that the Trump's third ask for Comey to lift the cloud by saying publicly the president was not under investigation is a reasonable one. Comey agreed, but said that the president didn't seem to understand it could create a boomerang effect, where if Trump ever was under investigation, the FBI would have to retract its public statement. 6. Republicans are critical of why Comey didn't speak up sooner. The president never should have cleared the room, said Senator Susan Collins, Republican Maine, of a key Oval Office private meeting between Comey and Trump, and he never should have asked you to let the investigation into Flynn go. But I remain puzzled by your response. Your response was, I agree that Michael Flynn was a good guy. You could have said, Mr. President, this meeting is inappropriate. This response could compromise the investigation. Comey testified that he was stunned the president was asking him to drop an investigation, and in retrospect, he probably should have been more firm with the president. But he just wanted to say something, anything, to end the awkward conversations. And Comey said he doesn't regret keeping the president's conversations within a tight circle. No action was the most important thing I could do to make sure there was no interference in the investigation. 7. No side comes off well in Comey's telling of events. To hear Comey tell it, when Republicans are in charge and the FBI was investigating Republicans, he was pressured by Republicans to shape his investigation. And when Democrats were in charge and he was investigating Democrats, he was pressured by Democrats to shape his investigation. This is new and significant. It suggests that no side was immune to meddling in the FBI's independent investigations. Comey testified that when he was investigating Hillary Clinton's emails during the 2016 presidential campaign, Attorney General Loretta E. Lynch, a President Barack Obama appointee, directed me not to call it an investigation, but instead to call it a matter. That, plus Lynch's private tarmac meeting with former President Bill Clinton, ahead of the FBI's impending decision on whether Clinton may have criminally mishandled classified information, raised Comey's ethics radar and persuaded him to announce the FBI's findings ahead of schedule. That was one of the bricks in the load that led me to conclude, I have to step away from the department if we're to close this case credibly, Comey said. The center in British politics has all but disappeared, leaving the country as polarized as the U.S. by Isaac Stanley Becker. In the Washington Post Europe section, I'm Sam Scholl. Conditions seem ripe for a resurgence of Britain's political middle when the country learned seven weeks ago that it would return to the polls in a snap election which takes place Thursday. But the spirited bid of the Liberal Democrats, a center-left party punished two years ago for joining a coalition with the Conservatives, has run aground on the foibles of its leader, the peculiarities of the British electoral system, and the decisive, if highly contested, choice of voters last year to leave the European Union. The party's difficulty gaining ground despite apparent advantages offers a case study of how political alternatives wither, even as distrust for politics as usual mounts. The Liberal Democrats, who saw their representation in Parliament fall to eight seats in 2015, hope for a resurrection this summer. A special election win in December in a district that had heavily favored remaining in the European bloc seemed to offer a blueprint for the party's return to prominence. A redo referendum is at the heart of its manifesto. The two leading parties, the ruling Conservatives and the opposition Labour Party, had moved to the extremes, reflecting or magnifying the polarization of public opinion, 
At the same time, neither has offered a comfortable home for those who believe the country is doing itself harm by cutting ties with Europe. Nearly half the country feels this way, according to Pew data. Trends beyond Britain were encouraging, too. Globally, dissatisfaction with mainstream politicians was soaring. Across the English Channel, a pro-European centrist, Emmanuel Macron, rose to the presidency from relative political obscurity under the banner of a new party. We look to France, and indeed to Canada, and see anything as possible, said Tim Farron, the liberal leader, in an interview during a campaign stop in Twickenham, a leafy suburb of London. As he barnstormed the country the day before the polls opened, Farron made his final case that there's got to be a better way forward than the simplistic easy answers of the hard left and the cruel mean narrowness of the conservative government. The space for liberal Democrats is huge, he said. That may be, but polls show the party has struggled to occupy it. Polls have consistently placed support for the Lib Dems below 10%, making it unlikely they will gain many seats. Nick Clegg, who led the Lib Dems.